First date 101. Why are first dates so dramatic? Why is there so much mystery surrounding how to behave on a first date so that you can secure this love with this man? Like, why do first dates feel so... I don't know, there's just so much emphasis put on them. And I guess I want to kind of debunk that emphasis because most women, I think, are really preoccupied with the key concerns, which are how do I come across as mysterious? Or how do I make sure that he likes me enough for there to be a second date or um you know what if he doesn't like me what if my thing is look number one is it's not about is he gonna like me am I gonna be good enough for him he's the one who's supposed to be having those concerns He's the one who's supposed to be like, hmm, I hope she likes me. I hope I'm interesting enough. I hope she doesn't think I'm a weirdo. I hope she doesn't think I split bills. (laughs) I think another thing as well is like, when women are nervous, not even just women, when people are nervous, They talk too much. And I think sometimes, because I used to be the person, right, who really wanted to be the fun girl who can do it all on the date. So I would really try to be funny. I mean, I don't have to try to be funny. I am funny, but I would just bring more of my funny side out. I would sort of enter presenter mode where I would be doing a lot more of like asking the questions from a place of not letting the silence exist so it was this whole fear of if the conversation goes quiet is he gonna think that I'm boring I think the pressure to be the fun girl who can do it all on the date comes from a place of having something to prove. You want him to see you as, wow, never a dull moment with her. Wow, she's so fun that she's irreplaceable. I'm never going to find a woman like her. I better lock this down because she's great at talking. But the reality is, I think, in my experience anyway, and from what I have observed from having spoken to many women who have dated various types of men, the more you overcompensate by trying to be this super cool girl who does it all, the more the man sees you as, oh, she's trying really hard to impress me, so... 
I'm going to use this desperation to my advantage. They see you as desperate, girl. I'm so sorry to break it to you. They see you as desperate. So what do you do instead? You be mysterious. Yes. Now, if you are a talkative queen like I am, the idea of being mysterious sounds daunting. It sounds inconceivable because you like to talk a lot. So how do you how do you embody mystery if you're someone who likes talking? The trick is, <laughs> from my experience, the trick is like when the silence ensues, let the silence sit there. And when he's talking about himself, try to encourage more of him talking about himself. I know this sounds so counterproductive to what we've mainly been taught about, like dating and being on dates with people who are not asking you questions about yourself. I'm saying all this in reasonable moderation, okay? Like, obviously, if a man is only talking about himself and he never asks you any questions about yourself, of course, there's ample reason for you to be like, well, this is a very self-centered individual. Of course, but... I'm talking about, he's talking about himself and he naturally like, you know, asks you a question about yourself. You don't have to give a long answer. You don't have to spend the next 20 minutes talking about yourself because he spent 20 minutes talking about himself. No, you can give an answer that is short, still playful, still sweet. But in your answer, you ask a question that turns it back onto him so that he can start talking again. And you can kind of use phrases in between that are flattering so what I like to do is give men the impression that I find them so interesting and fascinating that I just really want to know more and I use a technique that I learned through like presenting and interviewing called cherry picking you may have heard me talk about cherry picking before in the past. Cherry picking is where someone is talking and you pick certain keywords in what they're saying as a way to spring off and ask different questions. So an example of cherry picking is, <clears throat> let's say a man is talking to me. He's telling me a story and he says, so on Tuesday, I went to... Birmingham and when I got there it was like afternoon met up with my friend we went to the pub we had a drink and we had a jolly old time he was so funny even though that's quite a short statement <clears throat> and it doesn't sound very interesting I've got some key words okay so he went to Birmingham when he arrived, he met with his friend. They went to the pub. Okay, so Birmingham, friend, pub. Oh, Birmingham. Okay, so do you go to Birmingham often? How many times have you been to Birmingham? I've got some friends in Birmingham. Oh my God, isn't the Birmingham accent so funny? Oopsie, no offense. La, 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 la. Or you ask him about his friend. Oh my God, you have friends in Birmingham? Oh, that's interesting. What do you and your friend have in common? How long have you known each other for? Do you reckon, do you reckon your friend, um, 
you can make a joke and being like, oh my God, what do you think your friend would think of us being on a date right now? Um, or then the last cherry picking point could be, oh, you went to the pub. Wow, what do you like to drink? You can make a joke about like, oh my God, don't tell me you love a pint of lager. Oh, I hate beer. Because I actually hate beer. Oh, I hate beer. I'm more of a name the cocktail you like kind of girl. So you can still find ways to ask him about himself while talking about yourself. So like how the last example I gave was, oh, you went to the pub. Do you like beer? Oh my God, I hate beer. My favorite type of drinks are, you know, if I go to a pub, which I don't like going to pubs anyway, but when I do go to a pub, I like to get me a double ram, double, double ram, double rum and cranberry. But if I'm keeping it fancy, I love me a cheeky picante or any kind of cocktail that's got banana or coconut in it. Like you're keeping it light. You're still telling him about yourself, but it's more about the surface level things that you like in reference to what he was talking about. So he doesn't know about your dad leaving when you were five. He don't know about all this like childhood trauma. Don't touch that territory. You don't know him like that. You don't even need to tell him about like where your family live. You you don't even need to tell him where you live. Like, let's say he wants to know about like what area you live in. You can be like, oh, I'm a South London babe. What? Don't I give you South London energy? You can make a joke and be like, wow, what? You really mistook me for a North London, North of the River person? <gasps> I'm offended. Oh my goodness. Ugh. Like, <laughs> you don't have to tell him what specific borough you live in, your street. Don't tell him that. I also think as well, like, sometimes with first dates, right, men want to have a gauge of what you're likely to tolerate, uh, what you're likely to be impressed by. So sometimes they might make some... Not promises, but I mean, some of them make promises, but sometimes they might make some sort of like statements that give you the impression that he's going to do something. So I like to say, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. We'll have to see if you're a man of your word. Use phrases like that because you don't know him. You can't you can't get excited off the possibility of what a man might do based on what he said he was going to do. Men be saying they're gonna do a lot of things and they don't end up gonna doing it. <laughs> they don't end up doing it, girl. So when a man tells you, I'm gonna do XYZ for you, oh my God, oh, that's so sweet. Well, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. But um, yeah, let's hope you're a man of your word. Because when you say things like, we'll have to see if you're a man of your word, he now has to show you that he's a man of his word because being a man of your word is a highly valuable treat. Okay. Another thing that I like to do when I'm flirting on a first date is playfully eating his food. <laughs> I'm that person who, like, you know, I'll order what I want from the menu, he order what he wants, and then I would, like, cheekily hover the fork over his food and be like, mm, that looks so good, can I taste it? Obviously, he's going to say yes because he likes you and he wants to impress you, and it's kind of cute that you're, like, eating out of his plate. So I like to do that as flirting because, like, why not in it? I think another thing as well, uh, if you're a shy person and you're feeling a bit overwhelmed about how to carry yourself on a first date, 
what works for me is envisioning the scenario in my head of us being on the date together, right? And thinking of what kind of questions might come up. Whether that's questions he might ask me or questions I want to ask him. And if you're deeply anxious at the idea of like silence, don't feel the silence. Don't try to be that person who's like, so um, anyway, like don't do that. Like if the silence happens, take ownership of it quietly. And I would probably like make silly faces at him or be like, let's have a staring competition. And the first one to blink has to do a shot or something like that. So for example, like, Giving a man opportunity to be playful and 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 to like not be so serious makes the date fun, especially if you don't even know if you're gonna see him again. Like, if the silence happens, just look at him, but like make it a playful thing. Like you're genuinely just looking at him in the eyes, right? And maybe like five seconds have passed, and he's like, kind of like, what's going on? You'd be like, first one to blink has to do a shot starting now. <laughs> um, but I also think that aside from that, if the silence happens, wait to see what he's going to do about it because he should also be feeling the pressure to feel the silence. And he's the gentleman. He is supposed to be impressing you. You're not there to impress him. You're not there to roll out your CV, babe. Like you are there to be impressed and doted on. So... I am a strong believer in being prepared. Not by being psychic, but being prepared as in giving yourself room to not feel like a deer in headlights all the time. Like, it's okay to spend the next coming days leading up to the date thinking about oh okay what do I want this what do I want this guy to believe about me how can I tilt the conversation in the direction of what I want how will I phrase it to him that I want xyz for my life without it coming across like I'm asking him for anything or begging him for anything how can I use language to get him to suggest things rather than me asking for it that's what I'll spend my time doing because the reality is if you're a shy person the danger of being shy is that you speak up for yourself a lot less. So you find yourself coasting in situations where you shouldn't really be coasting, babe. You should be clear about where things are going enough for you to feel comfortable feeling it out. You don't have to be psychic. You don't have to have an answer on day one of where exactly things are going. But it's more about having enough clarity to know, okay, this guy likes me enough to do X, Y, Z. This guy likes me enough to want to explore X, Y, Z. Okay, with that information in mind, here's what I'm going to do to tilt the conversation more in this direction or this direction. I think another thing with first dates and taking the pressure off them is... Don't worry about, is it going to be long term? Is it going to be short term? Sometimes there's just too much emphasis being placed on like, oh, is this guy going to be the one? 
this is a guy you've just met. Where you've met him has a huge asterisk in regards to how this may or may not work out. Because if you met him on a dating app, I'm not saying it's impossible, but the chances are slimmer that this will really be a one of a kind sort of like, oh my God, this is really meant to be. I didn't remember, I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm just saying that if you met a man on a dating app, you don't know how many other dates he's arranged. You don't know if he has swiped women who look pretty much same as you and have the same kind of bio and style and the same sort of pictures. You don't know if you're just one of his arm candy for the week. You don't know any of this. So no matter how well you're hitting it off with a guy, it helps to try to stay away from the mentality that like, oh my God, this could be the one. Even in terms of dressing, right? It's really key to have you a set of, like, if you like to wear dresses, right? I like to wear dresses for dates. It's good to have a dress that's somewhere in the middle where it's classy, but still shows the parts of your body that make you feel confident and make you feel sexy. So I'm in a place in my life where I don't want to be going on dates and wearing, like, dresses that are too 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 you know the dresses that have all the cutouts and all the like you know the nipples barely covered that's for when I'm going to the party babe that's not for the date for the date I like me a dress that will still show my chest um but maybe like is like a midi length or a maxi dress length so that my curves are visible but like I don't look desperate I don't look like I'm trying to overcompensate Because just like how we're making all these like observations and critical understandings of men's behavior, especially on dates, they're doing the same thing to their own degree where, you know, if you pull up to a first date and like everything is out, their perception, no matter how empowered you are, no matter how neutral your own stance is with your body, and I've had to learn this, no matter how they might they might see it as like oh she's desperate or like oh she really wants me to see that oh okay <laughs> so how you dress matters too like it's like the cl- the classy look it's it's not easy to like find the classy look when you're still defining your style but once you find it have you a key rotation of dresses like keep it nice and simple and another thing as well is like not overdoing your makeup on the first date this is something that I think works for me where if you're watching this podcast through video form then you can see that my makeup is very simple this is my everyday makeup but when it comes to first date depending on what kind of man I'm dating right like if I met the guy and I was wearing like my full face of makeup like you know there's two different kinds of makeup girl there's the everyday and there's the the, the evening beat right if I met him on a night out or if I met him in an environment where I had my solid evening beat on then maybe for the first day I'll probably do the solid evening beat again just because I want to kind of like maintain I want to maintain the wonder that he met me as right and that's not a problem for me because I like looking good all right but if let's say it's a guy that you've met on a dating app or a guy that you met in a more casual scenario 
I would go for a more simplified makeup look because, again, you want to kind of, like, incrementally increase the sexiness as time goes on. And you don't want to come across too dressed up as well. Like, if you want to keep it more light and casual, especially when you want him to just, like, be grateful that you've come to this date, you want your makeup to look like you've already kind of been out. You know, you've already had plans throughout the day. This is just your basic look. But you still look good. You know, you still got a lash on. You're still sort of like, your base is good. But there's no dramatic, like, five-dimensional eyeshadow going on. Do you get what I'm saying? So that helps too. Because it also helps you to not take it too seriously. And it's also about believing in your beauty too. Because sometimes if you come on the first date, right, and you're like super, super heavily beat down, 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 it kind of means that like it's it's harder for you to like, you know, bamboozle him some more later down the line. Because it, it feels way more satisfying when you can pull a guy with like less makeup. Um, and by less makeup, I mean like your your lighter beat versus your heavy all-nighter beat, you know? Because for me, when I want to bring out that all-nighter long, long-lasting beat, when I want to bring out that four-dimensional beat with the, with the mink lashes, yeah, that'll probably be like, you know, let's say he's taking us somewhere real nice or we're going, on, we're going somewhere real fancy. Something, something's happening amazingly and we're like four, three, four dates in. You know, then I'll bring out that beat to just remind him, like, yo, you thought I was hot before? It gets hotter. Stick around long enough and you will evaporate from the heat, my dear. <laughs> but yeah, man. Doesn't have to be that complicated. I really, really hope that you have enjoyed this particular thought stream about First Date 101. And... I wish you the best of luck for your future first date with Mr. Lucky, whoever he is. And I hope that from this thought stream, you take the core messaging being that it's about you being impressed and it's not about you impressing him because for him to have arranged a date with you, he's already impressed by you. And it's important to keep that in mind. Take care. I wish you all the best. And of course, I will see you soon.